Morning. Yes, indeed. So as a uh, public service to the church, I have intentionally showed up late every week since I started doing Sunday school. <laughs> saw someone going doing a little fist pump when they uh, pulled in and they saw me in the parking lot still. It's like, yes, not late. <laughs> <coughs> told Bonnie I didn't think I was going to cough through this morning's service, but I think I am. Jesus, we thank you so much for your word to us. God, you're good. We thank you for all your blessings that you've given us. And how you've watched over us and taken care of us. And today, I just pray that you plant your word in us. Cause it to prosper in us and to bear fruit as only you can do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. amen. Uh, go with me to Isaiah 40. I had this passage kind of uh, on my mind on and off all week. Um, uh, finally got to see Hacksaw Ridge. Eventually, finally. Now that it's you could buy it, rent it, you know, and all that. I finally went to the theater and saw it. So, But I thought it was really cool how the movie starts out with him reading this passage in Isaiah 40. As you're like watching this battle going on and stuff, and that was really cool. Um, the tough thing about Isaiah 40 is finding a good place to start, as, as it always is. You know, what did they do when they didn't have chapter breaks? I mean, like, well, I'll just have to go back to the beginning of the scroll. <coughs> it's like, man, wish I would have brought a falafel. Dang. You know, whatever passed for a sandwich in those days. Um, you know, the thing is, is um, you know, God really, He just, He just thought everything through. He really thought things out. He He made all the provisions that we could ever need. You know, I was thinking about a couple of testimonies that you probably all heard before, but I wanted to share them again. Uh, I was thinking this week about the the faithfulness of God and and how you just you can just count on him you know and uh about 5 years ago um I was broke I had we didn't have hardly any work going on we had no idea how to how to find some more and uh I had just started this process of trying to buy my first house, and we were broke. It was cold. I was sitting at home in my apartment, staring at this big stack of paperwork, thinking, how on earth is this ever going to work? And uh, I remember uh, one day getting off. I, I had a question for the, the woman that it was, I was dealing with about you know, any questions I had filling out the paperwork, and there were plenty, because if you're self-employed, everything is complicated. And uh, when you're uh, when you're broke, it's even more complicated. But um, I was asking her all these questions, and I had, and she's like, you know, we just had a meeting this morning, uh, and they were talking about how many people are defaulting on this program. And 
you have good credit. You seem like a really nice guy. I'd really hate for you to um, get yourself in a, in a bind getting in this house and then not being able to pay for it. Like I'd really, I'd like for this to happen for you. It seems like this would be cool, but I just, I don't want you to make trouble for yourself. Like okay, cool. It's like Tuesday morning in the middle of the day. You know, it's like mid morning. I'm sitting in my house, with, you know, not doing anything to bring any money in, and was, I just sat on my couch and stared out the window, and was watching them build this humongous apartment building, uh, that Meadowlark Estates that's right there at Sixth and Folks. Watching them build it, thinking, I would paint that. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, I just I decided, okay, God, I'm just going to keep moving forward with this thing, because either you're in it or you're not. And uh, it's like either you'll open the door or you won't. Or this will work out glorious or this will be a disaster. But either way, I'm just going to trust you for this thing. Just got moving forward on it. and um, Somehow or another, we actually got an opportunity to bid that project that big building, and uh, I had no idea how to bid something that big, and uh, we didn't get it, but the the really cool thing was I, was, I was talking with Ron about it, and he was like, well, you know, in the Psalms it says that no good thing will he withhold from them to walk uprightly, so I would just go over there and ask God for it, and uh, like, I just go walk around that place, and claim it, do it, and we're like, okay. So, you know, Mike and I went over there, walked around that thing, you know, in the name of Jesus, mine, you know, and I was pumped. I was excited. I really, I was, I'm thinking this is going to happen. And uh, I guess they call that believing, or faith at least. And uh, we're walking around, you know, and eventually that kind of that momentum dies down. Because you can only say the same thing so many times before you're kind of out of things to say. And... Uh, like, okay, I've, I've kind of brought my petition, and I'm not really ready to leave yet, but I don't really know what else to say, so I'm just going to keep walking. And, uh, and I felt like God told me, make, make, make me a promise. I thought, make me a promise. I'm, I'm like checking this voice out. I'm like, okay, what does the Bible say about making promises? I don't think God would ask me to make him a promise, but... This seems like really high stakes here. It's like I I feel like, you know, what if I don't do this thing and I drop the ball and my family pays for it, and Mike's family pays for it and and we all end up living in a cardboard box together under under the bridge in North Lawrence somewhere. And um so, you know, I was anxious about it. And I kept just thinking, what what if that is God and I just I'm just missing it. And uh, I started thinking, well, what, what's something I could promise God that I could actually come through on? Because I thought, if I'm going to promise him something, I dang well better come through on it. And uh, um, which would be why he tells you don't. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so I'm thinking my way through this. I'm like, well, I could do that. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I could make that happen and like, pull through on that. I'm just wrestling. You know, now I'm not so excited. Now I'm like, I'm walking around this place thinking, oh, man. It's like, you know, you ever have those moments in life where you feel like this decision is so huge, and if you screw it up, you are just screwed. And, oh, great. 
finally, and I, I discussed it with Mike. He's like, I don't know. That's interesting. And uh, uh, I finally broke down and called Ron. I was like, hey, I'm like over here at this place. And I'm praying. and um, I just don't, you know, here's what happened. I told him about it. And, you know, he listened to my story. He listened to my reasoning, everything I just told you. And uh, he's like, well, the thing is, is that it's just like God to tell you something like that. I'm thinking, run that by me again, why? And uh, he's like, well, because God knows you. And he knows how you think. And he knows, he knew that when he told you that, that that's what you would start thinking about. Well, what's something I could do? Could I really come through on something? But I darn well better because God talks pretty serious about promises. And and about, you know, it's like, you know, if you, you make some promises, like you're you're caught in that. You better do it. So I'm thinking, okay. So why why would he tell me that then? And he's like, well, because God knew that you would take it that seriously, that you would think through it to that point. And the conclusion he's bringing you to is that I promised you something, didn't I? Like I promised you I was going to take care of you. I promised you that I'm not going to let you end up on the street living under a box, you know, digging fish out of the Kansas River. It's like you're, I'm not going to let that kind of thing happen to you. I'm going to take care of you because that's who I am. And I've already proven to you quite a few times, if you'll recall, that uh, I have indeed come through for you and kept you uh, where you've, I've had all kinds of things where I've looked back and like, I have no idea how that worked. It just did. And uh, so so what God's telling you is like, this is how serious I take a promise. That's what I want you to think about because I promised you something so you can count on me. So don't worry about it. This is going to be fine. You know, we didn't get that job. Uh, but uh, things really turned around. Like within a few months, things in our business really turned around. Things started really going well. And oh, wow, how about that? He really did. Came through for me just like he said he would. And I didn't have to make some promise that uh, I would regret. So that was awesome. Just had to trust him. Uh, and, you know, Cynthia reminded me of uh, an interesting thing just this morning, in fact, uh, of how. Uh, when we first were kind of not sure if we were going to start our business or what we were going to do, my neighbor, he and his wife drove matching Honda Pilots, and he worked at a bank. And I was home all the time in the middle of the day because, you know, we didn't have hardly anything to do. And uh, I would watch him come home for lunch, you know, in his, you know, his dress slacks and his nice shirt and his tie. He'd come home for lunch, and then he'd go back out to his Honda Pilot, and he'd drive back to the bank. It's like, you know, he worked like 9 to 5, and like, man, I want something like that. Can I not just do something like that instead of, like, getting up and, like, leaving the house at, like, 6 in the morning and driving, like, an hour somewhere and then getting all dirty and nasty and then coming home at, like, 6 in the evening exhausted? Like, and, uh, you know, or just sitting here fretting and wearing a hole in my carpet. And, and I felt like I was like, no, no, I want you to stick with this. I'm, this is this is what I want you to do. It's going to be fine. And Cynthia reminded me this morning, she's like, so so you go to work now, like on banker's hours, and you wear nice clothes to work. <laughs> it's like, and you drive a nice car. <laughs> it's like, I, you're right, I do. 
It's like, well, how about that? I mean, it's been a while since then. That was 2008, but here we are. So, you know, um, I don't know, and I don't know why they felt like sharing that. I just did. You know, it's there's these these things that sometimes it just feels like it's never going to work or it's never going to happen. But you know, you can just you can count on God to come through for you. And uh, it's not always in a maybe the time that we would think or the manner that we would think. And, you know, don't ask me why some people have to wait longer than others for things to happen for them, because I have no idea. But I know that God knows. And I know He, you know, He has a purpose for the things that He does. Um, here in Isaiah 40, um, How about about 17? That's a good place to start. Um, All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted to him less than nothing in vanity. And that's always an encouraging thing to me. You know, I I don't look at the news as often as I used to because I get pretty worked up when I read the news. And I'm just not sure what to think when I read the news now because, like, I don't know. Trump does all this stuff. I'm like, good idea. Thank you. I like that. But he's also just he's like such a, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like he is a insert adjective here. Um, but so I don't know. I, I enjoy watching people get so worked up about all these things that they've worked so hard to build up that he's just kind of wrecking. I like that. But. But, you know, as you see, you know, just the, the way the world is, you know, and just, you know, that all the nations before him are less than nothing in vanity. That's an encouraging thing to me because we belong to a kingdom that that does not apply to. Right. To, to whom then will you liken God? Or with what likeness will you compare to him? Uh, you know, yesterday I read this uh, scripture in Colossians where he... Um, and I'm just going to read it because I'm not going to say it right if I don't. Um, in Colossians 3. Da, 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 da. Oh. Yeah, he says, Lie not to one another, seeing you put off the old man with his deeds, and you put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. And so... Uh, well, so we're created in, in this image then... Uh, of him and I've and I've told you this several times, but I I love that word image. the The Greek word uh, is where we get the English word icon, and so it's not just something. It's not just a, a reproduction of something in the fact that it looks like it. It's not like a, a statue. It's like that's kind of what I think of when I think of an image, you know. But uh, what he's talking about here, this word icon, is like more like your son. Because he looks like you, bless his heart, but he, he is, he, he is, <laughs> thank you, um, but he is, he contains your very nature. And so that's, that's the difference between the, you know, this, uh, that's what an icon is, and that's what this, this word image means. And so we are born into that image. So when you have this new man inside, contains that very nature, and you all know that. 
But it's interesting because he says, to who will you liken God? And with what likeness would you compare to him? Because we have a tendency to look at ourselves, the way that we think, uh, the way that we do things. Uh, and we have this tendency to project that on him. That I, I know I do that. Like, uh, I'm kind of impatient and have a tendency to um, uh, bark orders at my children. And uh, not not mean, but just... You know, peremptory would be supposed to be a good word for it. Like, now, do this. You know, and I, I, I don't know. You, you all know me. I get kind of creative. I told them this morning. It's like, now you're going to sit quietly during church today because we've been having some issues. Like, otherwise, blinding, swift retribution will come. <laughs> they're just like, there goes Dad again, using words I don't understand. Maybe that's why they don't obey me. They don't know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, but, uh, you know, I said that to say, it's like, I have this tendency to think that God is like that. Like, now I told you to do this, now do it. Now. You know, and, and he does expect you to obey him, you know, today, not, not next week. Uh, but, uh, at the same time, it's like, he's not a man. He's not like me. He's not like you. He, it's like, he's him and you know, and that new man that we have inside has that nature. And that passage in Colossians, he talks about putting off the old man, that old nature. And I like that putting it off. It's like taking off your coat and, and hanging it up, except for in this case, uh, you, you missed the coat hanger and you threw it in the trash. Like, oops, my bad. You know, and put on this new man that, that is, is renewed in that knowledge of him. So I, it's, I like this verse because it's important to, to be aware of God in the sense of what He's really like, and not 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 try and project some thinking or uh, or idea on Him. So He says, "To whom will you liken God, and with what likeness will you compare to Him?" The workman melts a graven image. The goldsmith spreads it over with gold and casts silver chains. He that's so impoverished, he has no oblation, chooses a tree that will not rot, and he seeks to him a cunning workman to prepare him a graven image that shall not be moved. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundation of the earth? It is he that sits on the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are grasshoppers. And he stretches out the heavens as a curtain, and he spreads them out as a tent to dwell in. You know, that's pretty self-explanatory. Like you, so you have these people making these images, these little idols. So, you know, and I think we, you know, you all understand that we do that kind of differently now. We don't necessarily have like a little statue in 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 our house, but um, but people make idols in their heart. People make idols in their life, and it's and it's a it's a an insidiously easy thing to do. To, to simply put something else before him, put something else in front of him. But he talks about, he's like, you know, somebody that could afford it, they've got this really nice one. Somebody that maybe not, they have like something maybe not quite so nice. But he, I like how he asks so many questions. He's like, have you not, have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you? Have you not understood? 
And, uh, you know, the, the Bible says that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament teaches his handiwork. So it's like you can see him in creation. You know, I was talking with this uh, young man that worked for, with us for a little while. And uh, he, uh, I don't know, we, uh, we had this conversation about creation versus everything else. And, uh, and I started telling him, I was like, well, the earth spins at 24,000 miles an hour. That's why a day is 24 hours and it always has been and it never changes. And you can, uh, you know, it's like you go to the weather channel and look at their little thing and tells you when the sun is going to come up and when the sun is going to set. And they have it down to the minute because the earth spins that precisely. It's like, you think that just happened? You're like, huh. It's like, you know, and so so what God is saying here is he's like, have you not, you know, did you not ever see? Like, have you, has no one ever told you? Like, I, I'm, I'm right here for you to see uh, in creation. It's like you could, you ever like go out somewhere, like way out away from all the city lights and stuff out in the dark and, and look at the sky? It's way different than when you're in town. When you're in town, like you can see the stars and stuff. You get out away from town and you look at the sky and in between all those little stars that you could see when you were in town, there's all these other ones that are so tiny and so uh, faint. But, and it's just like they're everywhere. It's like the sky is not even black. And it's like, and God just made all those because he just said it. You know, one of the translations uh, talked about how he like uh, says somewhere in the Psalms that he, you know, he like breathed the stars or something like that. I forget how it goes. If you've seen that Louis Giglio thing, you know what I'm talking about. That thing is awesome. If you haven't seen that, you should. If you haven't had a good cry in a while, you should watch that. Um, I challenge you to watch it without crying. Um, what is, uh, how Great Is Our God by Louis Giglio. He talks about all these stars and how, uh, like, there's this star, and I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but he's like, if the earth were the size of a golf ball and you held up this golf ball next to this star, it would be like having a golf ball next to Mount Everest. He's like, this star is that big. And God just, he just said something, and this star just became, and... Somewhere on that little tiny golf ball is you. And and he knows you. And he knows how many hairs you have on your head. He knows how many hairs you're going to have on your head tomorrow after you brush your hair. And and nothing in your life escapes his notice. And it's like, he's, he. I remember he talked about that. He's like, I read about that star. And he's like, I couldn't hardly talk to God for like a month. I was like, who is this God? And... uh so, you know, it's like, and that's just one star. One of those stars out of all those tiny little infinitesimal specks out there. And the Bible says that he fills heaven and earth. And so you look out and you see how, I mean, you can't see the end of it. And uh, uh, it's just, I don't know, the, the, the idea of being that small, that tiny in a, in a humongous creation and knowing that God knows you and that he made this little golf ball for you to stand on 
so you could get through this this short little life to to uh, to be uh, in eternity with him. It's like, wow. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. It's a really pretty golf ball. You know, I I, I liked it when it was warmer last week, but you know, it's, I had a couple of appointments Friday. And I was like, I went outside. I was like, good lord. What happened to the spring? I thought it was here. I kind of wanted to go find Punxsutawney Phil and beat on him. But thank you, thank you. All right. No, um, but he says, "Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is He that sits on the circle of the earth. The inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens as a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in." That's big. Spreads out the heavens like curtains. Like, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, my my curtains are like, I can stretch my arms out further than my curtains go. And I don't know, I I like that. That brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth as vanity. That's good news, especially in our country. (laughs) Yea, they should not be planted. They shall not be sown. Their stock shall not take root in the earth, and he shall blow upon them. And they shall wither, and the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. To whom will you then liken me, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? You you getting this kind of picture of this transcendent glory that he is? That, you know, and, you know, to go back to those stories that I told you at the beginning, it's like, this, this God did that? Because he cared about me, I got in that house. I mean, I we went kept going through this this process to buy this house, and on the assumption that well, in the spring things will pick up. My closing date was in April. I was like, you know, by then we should be you know, painting business, right? And not so much. And then uh, the uh, the week I moved into that house. We got busy, and we stayed busy. And uh, uh, I went. I remember I was down in my basement uh, praying, and you've all heard this. I want to tell you again because I love it. I have a picture of this in Google Drive. I will share the link with you if you want. But uh, I was sitting in my chair praying, and I was just looking up at the underside of the floor, and it has you know the the manufacture date or whatever stamped on it on the, on every piece of the subfloor. Uh, underneath my pretty hardwood floor that I'd always wanted, and uh, and stamped on it was July four, which of course is my birthday, and this this subdivision is called the Heritage, and so I'm I'm sitting in this house that I never thought I could have, and it's like it's got my birthday stamped on it, it's like this this big humongous God cared about this little house. It's like happy birthday, so. Let's let's talk about God letting you down, <laughs> you know. And you know we get, like I said, I'm impatient. We get impatient, and uh, you know, but He always comes through, and it and it's not in the. There's this secular song that I I really like. Um, I'm not sure what I think about the guy that wrote it. I, that's I'm kind of still out on that, but. <laughs> But he uh, he wrote this song called Winter Pays for Summer, talking about how, you know, you go through hard things, you go through good things. 
and uh, um, and uh, he said that um, uh, you might not get what you wanted, but what you've got will be good. And it's like, so the things, you know, God knows what you want even when you don't know what you want. And sometimes he knows what you want. He knows what you would want even more or what you would like better. Uh, I was talking with somebody the other day about how they were like, you know, I feel like giving somebody a gift card or money is not a gift. Like I, It's like I don't care enough to put the effort in to find them a gift, so I just gave them money. It's like, I don't know, I'm a guy. I'm like, that seems practical to me. Like, I have fulfilled my obligation. And who doesn't want money? So it's like, it's a good gift, right? It's like, you know, it's like they can buy whatever they want with it. Love it. You know, but, um, and, and if you have no idea what to get them, like, it works wonders. And, uh, you know, but God knows what you want. And way, way more than, and, and he is like the ultimate gift picker outer, you know. I mean, I, I like to shop, but I am an impatient shopper. I know what I'm looking for, and I will know I will I will know it when I see it immediately. So I kind of I meander, I meander methodically, aisle by aisle, <laughs> but quickly. I don't stop to look at stuff unless it grabs my attention, unless it fits the. Okay, this is my scope of shopping. I am looking for this, you know, like whether it be for me or a gift or whatever. It's like. Okay, this is what they like, so I'm looking for something like that. And anything else is a waste of my time. I'm not here for that. And uh, you know, Cynthia is brilliant. I mean, she, I mean, she'll go, she'll go somewhere like there's this really great thrift store that we went to uh, on our anniversary. It's a nice neighborhood in Johnson County, and I mean, found like these hundred fifty dollars shirts for three dollars a piece. I'm like, I love this place. But I don't have the patience to sit there and look through all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, Cynthia will just wander around in there aisle by aisle. Like, oh, look at this. And, like, and it was great. I mean, I had a good time with her the whole time. I'm thinking, we have somewhere to be in like a couple hours. And, oh, look at this. So, so it was fun. That's, that's why ladies shop together. They, they have fun. Mm. You know, it's, it's more like a like a black ops operation when guys go shopping together. It's like you know, you drop in, you spread, you fan out, you hit your objectives, and then you you meet up at the extraction point and you know get out of there. So I don't, anyway, um, but you know, God is He's really great with that kind of thing. He knows what you need. He knows what you want, and He knows what you need. That's what's so great about the Word Agape like Ron was talking about the other night. Because it's not just, it goes beyond, you know, um, I know this is what you want. It's like, I know this is what you need. You know, and that's, that's, you know, like agape love is like when you tell your kids no. Or or you you spank them and he's like, I'm only doing this because I love you. You know, it's like that's agape love because it's not what they were looking for so much, but it's what they need and you know it's what's best for them. And, and so God is really so wise. You know, here, I, somewhere else here in Isaiah, you know, he talks about, it's like, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. I mean, they are so vastly different. And that's why he's saying, he's like, don't, don't put me in a box and think that I'm like 
this or that or the other thing. I'm not like anything else you've ever seen. I am me. It's like I'm the I am. And so that, that's all there is to it. And he says, um, so he says, to whom will you liken me or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and behold who created these things and brings out the host by number. He calls them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for he's strong in power and not one fails. And why sayest thou, Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over by my God? You know, sitting in my apartment watching uh, Mr. Banker come and go for lunch and get back in his nice SUV and go back to work, I felt like I had been passed over. You know, God telling me, I want you to stick out this job that right now is non-existent and I'm going to bless it and, and this is what I want you to do. I thought, I felt like, man, I have, my way is hid from the Lord and my judgment has been passed over. It's like, uh, like what happened to me? Things were going so great and now not so much. And, and uh, you know, in fact, there were lots of times I thought, man, this is lame. I want to go do something else. And, uh, I mean, way early on in my painting, illustrious painting career, I I remember sitting in the back of Kevin's hippie special van uh, that, that was not secured by any me- measure. I mean, we had this, like, he had, like, I don't know, it was from the 70s or something. And he had this, like, one of those middle row bench seats from a minivan just sitting backwards, faced up against the, the front seats. And uh, just to be ornery, he would like hit the gas really hard and it would slide it back. And then you'd hit the brakes and you'd go down. So we had some good times. <laughs> but I, I remember lots of times, you know, sitting in the parking lot at O'Reilly's while he was trying to get that car going, or the van going again so we could go home. And just there was lots of stuff that just didn't quite... It's like, this isn't what I was. I had in mind when I left my other job. <laughs> and uh, now I'm not blaming him. Life happens. But, man. And, and uh, I, I remember plain as day. I still remember where we were driving. And I was looking out the window. And, and, uh, and God telling me, it's like, I want you to stay with this. I'm going to bless it. And he reminded me of that when I was, you know, years later when I was like, can I, can I get a job like that guy does? He goes to the same place every day. And he knows when he's going to be home. And he knows he's going to work Monday through Friday. It's like, that sounds so nice. You know, and and yet, you know, God, he it, it took some patience. It took some time. And, you know, God gives you stuff to do that, you know, the time just kind of passes by. You know, and, and when you're walking with him, that sure helps. You know, because uh, I, I've been on some boring trips. Uh, but the people you're with make it a lot more fun. You know, I mean, you could have like a boring Saturday sitting in your house doing nothing, or you could go over to your neighbor's house and chat with them all day, and like, you know, they're too polite to tell you that they had plans later, and so you don't leave, and then they put their plans off till later because they love you. (laughs) (coughs) But, you know, yesterday went by really quick because we did just that. So, and then... Uh, we were just getting ready to leave, and I was like, hey, somebody called me, like, hey, can I come over and hang out for a while? Absolutely. So it's like my day was filled with all these people, and I was like, man, I got up this morning, and I was like, man, God, you have just surrounded me with all these great people. 
and I, I can't, you know, and all these people that are you. It's like they got you inside of them. And it's like, and that's why I have so much fun with them. Like, what, what a blessing that is. But you know what? We've all been in that spot where, where it's like, man, my, my way is hid from the Lord. My judgment's passed over. It's like, you know, who knows that song, Pass Me Not, O oh, Gentle Savior. <laughs> you know, have you ever felt like, man, it's like everybody else is getting blessed and I'm like back here like, hey, where's mine? <laughs> you know, we've all been there. And not everybody ends up there at the same time all the time. Uh, I don't know how many times Ron's been like, you know, so if, if, you know, this is what's going on in everybody's life right now. And I was always like, huh, actually, this is what's going on in my life. It's like kind of cool right now. Everything's smooth. Like everybody, it's like everybody's life is tough right now. And But then I've been in those places where it was like my life was really unpleasant. And everybody's just, woo, having a good time. So... You know, so regardless of how your life might seem to be going at the moment, you know, God knows what He's doing and He has a good end for you in mind. So He says, uh, He says, why, why sayest thou, Jacob? He's like, He wants to know. He's like, why would you say that? Have I not ever, have I let you down before? He says, Why sayest thou, Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Have you not known? And so he asks these questions again. Same questions he asked earlier. He says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary, and there is no searching of His understanding. And that's good stuff. Because when life doesn't make any sense, you could take comfort in the fact that it makes sense to him. You know, it's like the uh, the um, Corey Ten Boom used to keep this tapestry with her when she would travel, and she would show people the back of it, and it was this big, tangled, ugly mess. And she's like, you know, this is what your life looks like to you sometimes, because you're kind of on the inside looking out. And she turns around, and is like, but this is what your life looks like in the end. And there's there's no no tangles, no knots, no lumps. It's all nice, and it's a nice, pretty picture. And sometimes to get a dark, a nice, pretty picture, you got to use some dark colors here and there. And so God knows what He's doing. But you know, we get faint, we get weary, and we search for understanding. But He says here that God doesn't. You know, and and I take a great deal of comfort in that. Have you have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary? There is no searching of His understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increases strength. Well, that's good news. That's really good news. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So you guys probably didn't even need to keep looking at your Bible. You knew what I was going to say because it was right there. You got it memorized. But that's just it, that waiting on him. you know. And, and I like that because waiting is an interesting word you know, because you can wait on somebody as in, it's like, can I get you another cup of coffee? It's like, here, let me get that for you. You can wait on them. 
And, and certainly we wait on God like that. You can wait on somebody like you're standing by the car and it's running and you're looking around. Where is everybody? I'm waiting. <laughs> you know, you can wait on people that way as well. You know, but this is waiting on God. He he knows just how long to have you wait to to work that patience that that and that faith that he's got. You know, Abraham waited a long time. You know, and uh, uh, and I'm not saying that God's always going to keep you waiting forever and ever for things because sometimes it feels that way. Uh, but he he knows that. He knows when the right time is. And if you could see his calendar, then you would be really pleased to know that it's that, that thing you're waiting for, it's on his calendar. He's got he's got it circled with arrows pointing toward it. It's like this this is the day I'm going to do that really awesome thing that she's been asking me for for like ten years. It's right here. I've got it on my calendar. But he doesn't share his calendar with you. And so so your calendar just kind of keeps plodding on one day at a time, and uh, and yet he he knows when that day is. And and if you knew when it was going to happen, then you wouldn't be hanging on to him the same way as you would if you know because like for all you know it could be tomorrow, it could be next year. But I want to hang on to him because I I'm really after this thing that I I need from God. And and if I knew that that it was going to be this time, I would just relax and not not. You know, be no big deal. But but you know, our faith in God's faithfulness can find a nice balance there, I guess. Of I'm going to hang on to Him for this because I need it, and I need strength from Him to wait for it. Because He's talking here about seeking Him and renewing your strength. But I know it's on His calendar somewhere, and so uh, uh, I can I can be I can have that settled in my heart that it, it's on the calendar. It's going to happen. So that works for me. I, I wish he would, you know, go in there and share his calendar with me, put a little notification on there. It's like, you know, it's like your Bible starts buzzing. You know? It's like, it's like, promise today. Yes. It's like, you know, you would clear the rest of your day. Sweet, this is happening. So... But but God he he just he always comes through for us and he and he knows how to make that the journey uh, not just tolerable but pleasant because you can follow after him and knowing that he knows you know sometimes you know like that thing I read last week about the boy with the waiting on the stamp collection and he felt like you know his mom felt like well grandma must have just forgotten he's like no oh, she didn't forget it's it's coming and when it, when he Finally gets this letter from his grandma explaining what's going on. He's like, see, I told you that this this is going to work just like she said it would. She said it, so it's as good as having it in my little hand. And so uh, knowing that about God, that he is that big, that transcendent, and yet he knows you and he cares about those little things. And, and he even, I don't know, I just... It, it really blows me away that he knows even more than you do uh, the things that would make you happy, the things that would be a blessing to you, and and he knows how to do those things. And he, you know, when you, you know, when you meet some 
beautiful young thing. It's like you always want to, you're always trying to think of some way you can one-up their expectations. Like, okay, she's expecting me to do this, but how can I do something even better? Score some serious brownie points. And uh, you know, if, if you don't do that, you should. You know, take notes, guys. But, but um, you know, God is really good at that. Like he he's he's got this stuff all planned out, and he's like, so here's that thing. Oh, and by the by, it's like I also did this. It's like wow, I I wasn't even expecting that. And so you know it just, but to know that his love is like that, and that his faithfulness uh, could be counted on like that is is really a a blessing. So Jesus, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for that faithfulness. You know, all of us in here have testimonies of how you have come through for us, just like what I said. God, we've, we've all got those stories. God, I'm not telling anybody anything that they don't know about you. God, but you are a, a blessing to us, and we appreciate uh, being able to lean on you and, and to renew our strength, God, trusting in you uh, as we, we go down the road. God, and being surrounded uh, with your presence and surrounded with your people, God, as we uh, go down this this journey together, God is a, a blessing to us. God, that uh, that life isn't just about the destination; it's about the journey, and 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 enjoying that journey with you, enjoying that journey with your people, and and knowing that we can uh, rely on your faithfulness to come through for us every time. And Jesus, we just pray that today you would minister to every heart in this place exactly what they need. God, if, if we have come in without expectation, God, if we've just showed up because it's Sunday morning, God, raise our sense of expectation and to get something from you. God, you're going to be in this place. God, if my calendar had it circled on there that today is the day, God, I would come with expectation. God, and we should live in that kind of expectation of getting something from you. And so today we just pray that you would give us hearts to receive, ears to hear, God, and that we would um, offer to you in turn that praise that you are so uh, deserving of. God, we pray it and ask it in your name. Amen.